get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Yins, guys, are in for an awesome show tonight. Yes, very much so. Oh, yeah. we have Mr. Peaceberg. Why hey. are we talking like this, Mr. Peaceberg? I don't know why we're talking like this, man. I ain't talking like Speedy Gonzalez. Andre! Hey! Hey! Hola! <laughs> now I'm French. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to see the new Napoleon movie. Huh. There's a new Napoleon movie? Yes. I did not know Directed that. by Ridley Cock. No way. Way, dude. Like, be... yes way. Noise. So, yeah, dude. Well, it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Um, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com. There it is. There it is. There it goes. There it goes. It's coming. Yes. It's falling down. Just like them fucking Woo. astronauts jumping out of the airplane in front of Godzilla. Remember that Godzilla movie where those guys jump out of the airplane and they play that creepy fucking like um, 2001 music? Did you see the Godzilla movie from 2014? No, no um, I did by not. Gareth Ed, Ed Gareth Edwards. I did not see that. Then you need to fucking see it. It's fucking I need awesome. To see that. All right. It's fucking great, man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Breaking Bad is in it. What's his name? Paul. Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer from the Saturday Night. Tuesday band. Or, now, or what's or, his name from from uh, Breaking Bad? Brian Brian Cranston. Cranston. There you go. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Schaefer. Yeah. yeah, Dave Godzilla is in. He's crazy. Yeah, there's a scene where wow. they jump these guys out of this they <clears throat> out of this plane from like way up high, uh-huh. and like they've got to parachute into the city to deal with Godzilla. Yeah, and they play they, like this. It's just insanely like beautiful scene with yeah. the cinematography and the storm, and they play this something that really reminded me of something from 2001. Okay, it can't be. Yeah, you know I mean? it but can't it's that be. same it vein. Had that kind of vibe. It was very haunting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's very, very cool. So no, I don't know why no, I'm talking curious. about that. But anyways, it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And um, it's come to my attention that my, my website, Lou Lombardi Music, is mm-hmm. not functioning properly. Uh-oh. I've contacted the uh, dream host and everything. They're like, that should all be working. So I don't know. I'm going to talk to my former webmaster and find out what's going on with that. But LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is functioning. And you can find all your Ludini uh, needs will be met uh, with great abundance uh, shakedown pressing together running over nice you will feel so ludinified by oh, the time you oh. leave like you will you know that enema you were thinking about getting don't lie you were thinking about getting an enema you will no longer no, need it you won't need it you will not you will not ludinified. need it Ed you will not need it that's wild wacky stuff Ed so, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com, WolfsCustoms.online for those like awesome custom finishes on your guitar. Yeah. Uh, and Rock Rage Radio, where you download an app that is absolutely 100% what, Mr. Pittsburgh? It is free! And a lot of you already know about it because this is how you hear the Ludini Rock yeah. and Roll Circus. Um, but do me a favor. Do me a favor, guys. Um, jump, mm. Find us on social media. Like, if you're listening on Rock Rage, like, let people know that yeah. you liked it and want to check it out on Rock, you know, let other people know. Um, I, I'm, I'm not very good with the Rock Rage uh, Facebook page. Like, I need mm-hmm. to, Lily is so good. She makes those little She's memes brilliant. that, you know, yeah, with her stuff right. and everything. I gotta, I gotta learn me some of that. Yeah. Um, 
I know what I'll do. I'll get I'll get AI to make it for me. There you go. Yes. yes. Brilliant. That's it. Why do anything? Skynet. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. We Excellent. are here. We have Mr. Pittsburgh. What's up, Mr. Pittsburgh? Hi, everybody. Hey, uh. Hey, uh. Hey, uh. Hey, uh. Remember that I, uh, song? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I heard it just the other yeah, day. Andre 3000. Yeah. 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 Hey, you want to hear a story? Um, tell it, me a story. I just thought of this one. So as you folks out there know, I've been telling my medical history stories because I am no longer bound by HIPAA. I don't give anybody's names, but anyway, but uh, I'll tell you, it just, uh, this story popped into my head and it had, had me kind of chuckling, right? So <clears throat> I happened to be the, the, the late tech one night and I finished up, a, it was an older woman, much, much older, very, uh, very, uh, she was geriatric, she was geriatric. And so I called for the, uh, for the escort to come and take her back to her room, but they were kind of busy. So I just basically sat there. You called there. for an escort? No, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Full service with me, buddy. Full service. Anyway, so I call for the escort. It'll be a few minutes. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit with this lady. Little old lady. Sweet little old lady. You know. Sweet little old lady. Kind of. She was a sweet little old thing. Sweet little lady. Oh, too, just but, like granny. But she's a little unsteady on her feet. Oh, she unsteady now. So I now, told wait a minute. Her, I thought oh, she was Jesus. a sweet old lady. Now she unsteady. Now she What's unsteady. she running around on her man for? Oh, my. You said she unsteady. <laughs> I need me a steady woman. I don't know. You, do you need a steady woman? This was not her. Oh, God. So she's sitting in a wheelchair. She starts to get up. I'm like, honey, sit sit down, honey. I don't want you to fall or anything. She goes, I got to go. I said, well, oh, to the bathroom? She goes, no, I just need to leave. I'm like, I know. They're coming. <laughs> They're coming to get you. Just I got her to calm down, sit down. And she starts getting back up again. I'm like, please, please, ma'am, sit down. I gotta get out of here. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's 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 okay. Let me let me call escort and see where they're at. And I call the escort people, and they're like, you were still kind of backed up. We're gonna get you. you're on the list. We're gonna. Hey, get honey, you know I'm supposed to be paying paying you by the hour, but I ain't paying you again here. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Escort? I should have told him that. And hey, let me tell you something right now. Get your ass in now. She's getting up again. I'm like, please, please sit down. And now I'm at my wit's end. I don't want this poor little old lady to fall over or anything. So I call up to the nursing station. Look, this lady's confused. She's trying to get up and leave. I don't know what to do. And and they're like, well, we don't have anybody to come get her. And escort's backed up. And I said, well, she's now worrying me because, like, I constantly have to go and say, please sit down. please." And she's getting a little bit, little bit rambunctious, a little combative with me. They're like, you know what? Her husband is in the room. Let me go get him and he can talk to her. Maybe he can calm her down. I'm like, that would be wonderful. So I take the phone over to her. I said, this is your husband on the phone. And she's like, hello, Herbert. Yes, Herbert. But I want to get what? Oh, yes, Herbert. I know, but I don't, I need to leave. What? what? You want me to just sit here in the chair and wait? I know, Herbert, but they, what? Okay, Herbert, I'll listen to you. Unless you're in on it. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> now I'm like, she's gone. She unless is in on it. Unless oh she's a poor Herbert, really? right? She actually, that actually came out of her mouth. She thought that he there was some sort of conspiracy against her to keep her there. Yeah, basically. Unless you're in on it. I'm like, oh, okay, we're done with this phone conversation. Thank goodness the escort came. And I, I warned him. I'm like, you got to watch her. She's going to try to get out of the chair and run. I don't know how far she's going to get. But anyway, so that was that was it. Hey, you know, Lou, 
You know, Lou. What? Dealing with crazy people like that was fun. You know, I'm going to be honest with you and the audience here. I'm a little, I'm a little prejudiced. I'm a little prejudiced, Lou. I'm going to, be, I'm going to be honest, you know, and and tell you I'm. Hold prejudiced. a second. Let me go get my Confederate flag. Hold on. Well, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm prejudiced about. I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, just the other day, I was talking with a friend of mine. mine. Said a woman had hurt his pride. Basically, basically, and he said uh, he—he's so funny. He's like he—he uh, he was at a store, and the woman in front of him had a cowboy hat on, cowboy boots, kind of like the leather skirt. And he goes, and I'm like, well, sh- okay. She was smoking hot, dude, smoking. Hot. I just—he's like, I just like made sure I walked slow enough that she was in front of me as we walked out of the store. And I thought about it, Lou, and I'm I'm a little prejudiced. I'm a little prejudiced. Okay. Against country girls. Wait, what? what, what? Yeah, let me, Why? Let me What's wrong with let country girls? Let me explain. Thank God I'm a country girl. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. Uh, maybe it's because I grew up in the city. You know, I grew up in the 80s where everybody had the big hair and the crazy clothes and stuff. And I didn't have to deal a lot with country girls. And <clears throat> there's times where, where I work. Where I work is... I don't want to call it a country bar because it's really not a country bar, but it's it's out it's out there a little bit. And uh, it's in the heart of Washington County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like most of the women I work with drive these huge pickup trucks, and it's just really fun. I always joke and say, "Look, the little girl, exact, the little girl driving the big pickup, right?" But the other day I walked out, I had to get something in a restaurant. And there's beautiful woman, beautiful woman, probably I'm going to say in her thirties or something, blonde. Okay, and she's in a big, big, big honkers. You know what I'm saying? Honky. Well, speaking of honky, where is honky? Honky, honky's not honky. Do you know what I'm talking about? Honky, honky is. Oh, wait a minute. Let me nudge him. What again, Mr. Pittsburgh? Big honkers. (laughs) Just one. Just one. Just one. one That's all I needed. One big honker. She had one giant. Do you ever see them chicks like their boobs are just like so big and like blobby together? It's just like it's It's one boob. It's a uniboob. Uniboob. Yes. Yes. The uniboober. But uh, as I walked by her, and I was kind of checking her out of the corner of my eye, you know, booper. <laughs> she kind of checking her out. She's like, y'all know I'm going to go down to Country Club Leverton. I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, no. Country girls scare me. So, like, so have really... you ever been, like, really turned off by a chick's voice? Yeah. yeah. I have, too. I, I seem yeah. to remember being, but I can't remember the person off the top of my head. But I remember... You know, uh, you know. I remember the the one check was a real cutesy, like little girl voice, and I'm like, no, that's not, no. Yeah, that's that maybe some some people may think, oh, that's really cute and sexy. No, fucking, you, you're a woman. Talk like a woman. There you go. Yeah, baby, talk. Love yeah. advice from Ludini. <laughs> um. Well, I'm chi- I'm China. I'm China. Think you China think. I'm China think. Yes. If I've ever had that experience with a woman's voice, it was so. But I, I, th- I seem to think that I have. Yeah. You know that I was. You know. Yeah. There was. I, I've told the story before, but I'm just going to tell it again. Since okay. You brought up the, the subject so. of boobs and things. Yes. And, and he talked about country girls. Country. Girls. This girl was not a country girl. No. Um. But we met on one of those dating. Mm-hmm. I can't sure. remember which sure. one. Plenty of shit. Oh. <laughs> Plentyofshit.com. There you go. There's plenty of shit in the sea. It really was. Um, so, um, 
we met, and uh, we met down at this bar mm-hmm. in uh, on Carson Street. Okay, then. And um, there was a oh, I know what it was. Um, and I wonder if this place is still. I don't remember the. Oh, it sucks. I don't remember the name of this place. Yeah. I ended. I did end up eventually playing, and there was Strange Love. But uh-huh. um, um, they were doing like a Saturday afternoon blues jam. Okay. And I went. So I said, "Hey, meet me in there for the blues jam." Sure. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, oh, can you go back and turn that off? Yes. You turn it off. There's it's just one. Uh, I, I pull the plug. Um, yeah, it's super important that it remain plugged in. But just turn the knob. It's on the front. There we go. We're turning it up. Yeah, thank you. Thank Hooray! you. So I met her in there and like yeah. immediately, man, like it wasn't, it, she was just had this, the most bizarre mannerisms. She was uh-huh. kind of like had strange, like obnoxious kind of mannerisms. Sure. And she was really talk just like, oh, she was like, oh, game, dang, game, take oh, call no. the Port Authority tomorrow. She ain't come over and pick me up to take my to go get her food stamps. You know, just like Actually, that. I'm getting kind of turned on by the way she's talking now. Yeah, I know. It was like, yeah. and so I like, <laughs> She was having a very good time. I was buying drinks, so that helps. Mm-hmm. And she uh, was dancing. Oh, was And she? when she started dancing, I was like, oh, my God, this is like... She danced like a fucking, like, retarded oh, no. chicken, you know? Like yeah. A, with, with, like, the uh, fucking, like, with, like, bad knees or right? something. You know right. what I mean? And I was just like... And she, we, they weren't playing the chicken dance. It'd be different if but, the band was playing the chicken dance. But she's doing it. But she was doing the chicken dance. Like, wow, every song was wow. the chicken dance. Wow. Um, and so after, you know, she came back from her <laughs> dancing, dancing, I, uh, you know, the, the band had stopped, you know, so I could speak. And I just said, you know, it was really nice meeting. You. I'm going to I need to go. Yeah, I was. Uh, and she had this look on her face of total. Like w- w- what? Like, completely <laughs> like felt really slighted and everything. Yeah. But I just felt like I was polite. Mm-hmm. She wasn't there by herself. Okay. There were other people that she knew there. Okay. It, you know what I mean? Yes. So it wasn't like I was like, I, we met there and there was nobody there. You know what I mean? Like, right. She was, you know what I mean? Like some, I've told this story before and I don't think I've ever explained that, that there are people that she was talking to that she knew. Sure. So it wasn't like I was you just, just you left know, her. Yeah. yeah it took yeah, her yeah, some, yeah. Met her some strange place to get the fuck wow. out. Wow. Um, but it was like, it was just <laughs> not, I could just tell immediately there was no point and no, like no continuing chemistry. on, I was terribly uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I went, I went to another place. But anyways, um, <laughs> so fast forward about six months, I come, I go to the R, I go to the gym at the R bar. Uh-huh. And she is now oh, no. dating a friend of mine. Oh. Oh Lord! And Dave and I were like, like we didn't hang out a lot, but whenever we were in the same fucking place, man, we uh, we talked to each other. The whole, we just started talking sure. the whole time, like the whole time. He was a very cold dude. Yes. Um. He, uh. He uh, uh, unlifed himself during the pandemic. Un- oh, unfortunately. I'm yeah. sorry. And I that. always say that because I just think that how things were handled. I don't think that it needed that. I don't think that needed to happen to him. Right. And I, I think that we did some mistakes as a oh, society. Man. Yeah. In any case, um, so they were together and they were together a long time. Mm-hmm. And so like, I never, I never said anything. I meant she, every single time I got the dirty. I bet. <laughs> you left and, me. Yeah. Like you were the guy that like, you know, you know, really banned me. So, they eventually broke up, sure. and so I asked him. I didn't say anything. I asked him what happened, uh-huh. and like she turned, she 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 went crazy. This is the problem with women. After a while, they go crazy, yes. and they don't work out. No, no offense. It's just how I'm just go, saying they go crazy. You know, I'm just saying. I mean, like you, I mean, you do something. It's like totally innocuous. Like you fuck their sister, and they go fucking crazy. That's yeah, um, weird, huh? Yeah, so, 
so essentially that's what Dave was like you know basically the answer was she went crazy and like he started telling me about like how like kooky she was and stuff mm -hmm. and I said dude I'm gonna tell you something <laughs> let me tell you a little story <laughs> and he busted out fucking yeah. yeah yep yeah. Oh, oh my god my gosh uh, so anyways um, I don't know why we're talking about that what I do want to mention one of the things and I'm, I'm hurt that you didn't mention that you did this this week we went to dinner yeah we did man that was all, I wasn't done with all my stories oh, okay. continue Lou and I went to dinner anyway so I watched this movie <laughs> it's so funny too how it worked out because I was getting off work early I was going to go to my daughter's we were going to make cheesecake together because we make really good food together yeah we're at cheesecake and I ended up working a little bit later <laughs> what like Cartman, oh. you want cheesy bread? Yeah, I want cheese strips. <laughs> yeah, I want cheesecake. But I ended up like working a little bit later, and I was beat because we were hustling, man. So I text, I texted my daughter. I said, "I'm not, I'm not coming over. I'll come over tomorrow." She goes, "That's fine." So I come home, just starting to chillax. My cat is telling me about her day, and and Lou sends me a text, and I was beat, and I'm like, "No, this is my, this fucking my, this is my fucking brother Lou." He goes, you want to go out and get a bite to eat, have a couple of drinks? So I'm like, you know what? Yes, I do. So I actually jumped in the shower real quick. I changed. We went out. We had a really nice time. Uh, had some really good food, a couple of nice drinks. Talked about some dirty stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> well, hey, we saw um, what's uh, Lynch. What the, what, we saw David Lynch. We yeah. saw David Lynch. We should have got our t yeah. picture taken with him. That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. This guy looks just was like fun, David man. fucking Lynch. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. We thought like, it at the exact same time. Let's go. Like, I was the same thing, too. He looks like David Lynch. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. I had a good yes. time. So what were, what it was an all-star sports girl in that's South Point. It, yep. It's very good. Um, and our waitress, who I don't remember the name, she was real sweetheart and played along real well when we were telling her we were gonna like, she didn't, because she didn't card us, we were LCB, PLCB and Right, right, we right. I told her we had spent a lot of money on this makeup, so you, <laughs> so, know, you know we were, you know, we were. Must well take it off that. now, you know. But we, yeah, you know, we had a good time. We yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, so very good. Um, so let's just jump right into this, Mr. Yes. Pittsburgh. And tell I think me, we need to talk, talk to about me. this. Tell me. Um, the Eagles are going back and auto tuning. Oh no! Themselves. Why? Why? Exactly. Their fucking vocals are fantastic. So, so I, I, oh, I do watch. Um, <clears throat> Do you watch the YouTube channel Wings of Pegasus? No, but I've heard of it. Uh, the guy has the guy's a guitar player. He's British. Yeah, and he sits there, and then on the <clears throat> and then the other half of the screen is he shows like the dissected waveforms. Okay, and so so a lot, he does a lot. Of okay, I have seen vocals, that. I have. Like that. Yes, yes, um, I knew he it. does a lot of things where. Um, you know, when he like five years ago, when I first started noticing his videos, it was all it was always like British guitar teacher reacts to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So he, did, yep. he did a bunch of those. Yeah. For now, he does all kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but he has this thing where uh, this series where he analyzes vocals and lets you know if it's been auto tuned or not. Interesting. And uh, the the cat has a really good ear. Yeah. I mean, he cause he, he can really fucking hear shit. He's got a really good ear. Young guy. Young yeah. Guy. Yeah. Um. Who says there aren't any young good musicians? Come on now. Not me. But anyway, so anyways, this cat's very cool. And I, I don't know his name. It's the Wings of Pegasus, his name is YouTube channel. Um, but he started doing this thing. <clears throat> and he's done, he's worked with, he, he did the thing with Billie Eilish. And you mm -hmm. know, he's, he's done mm -hmm. with 
all kinds of so all modern and classic right, music. Right. He's not, you know, he, you know, he's he's kind of like checks it all out. Um, but recently, rest in peace, Randy Meisner passed away. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Randy Meisner's big song with the Eagles was "Take It to Take the it Limit." Take It to the Limit. Yes. His big yes. song and the voice. I mean, sometimes just thinking about the singing it gives me chills. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. so beautiful and lonesome and soaring mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like it's fucking great man like you know him and Don Henley were in the same band I mean they're both are fucking amazing that's crazy voices, you know yeah. what I mean um but um he there's a live version of them doing Take It to the Limit with okay. Randy Meisner Meisner mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um it has been auto-tuned Really, and you cannot find the un. Anytime somebody uploads the unautotuned version, it's gone. Uh, yeah, YouTube pulls it down. Wow, interesting. What are we doing? Come on now. You know, I was thinking like that's like going into like like going into um the Pittsburgh Museum of Art. You know, and looking yeah, at yeah. the paintings, going you know, you know this mm. this is a beautiful piece, but all them brush marks. Yeah. You know, that's excellent. Let's let's, let's we, clean those up a little We can bit. remove those. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> oh my god! It's part of the texture, and yeah. when 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 tuning fluctuates in a musical way, it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really really beautiful, and it adds the human element to what you're doing. He play he somehow I don't know. I guess he has the album or whatever right so he would he was comparing them and everything and when that auto like when if you just listen to it you may not notice it but when somebody points it out or plays the original yeah, you go like, like oh it's six, six okay. sore dick it's like yeah what the fucking hmm. fuck hmm. yeah it was um interesting. just fucking stupid i put a link to his video because it's so good um and i just uh, applause to you, uh, Wings of Pegasus. Like, yeah. guys, this kid's a, a, like a true fucking. He's got a good ear for music. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, and he was trying to explain that he says, you know, and he was trying. It, it was so good. It's like he tries to imagine the different scenarios under which the sound engineers thought this was a good idea. Like <laughs> he says, were these like really young guys who didn't? We like, could fix this. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Make it real, really good. Yeah, something like that. Mm. I I think honestly, I maybe I'm cynical, but I'm sh- I believe that the order came from headquarters the order came from Don fucking Henley mm. uh, he he okayed he had to have yeah he fucking had to have I don't believe um, that anybody else Randy's passed away mm-hmm. um, Joe is no was, was never a member of the band and neither right. is Timothy B. Schmidt right and um uh, and what's his name's out? Felder's out. Yeah. So it's only Don it's Henley. He's Don. the only eagle. Yeah. He's the only eagle. Yeah. And it had to have come from him. I don't believe that it didn't wow. come from him. Um, I he's one of those guys who like I think is a, such a sick talent. Like mm-hmm. that voice, my God. And I have all of his solo albums and everything, but I think he's a douchebag. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> you I know, I just right. think that he's too. Uh, there's something wrong with him. Um. But uh, yeah, so I gotta say that um, I, I, I you're losing <laughs> you're losing the the human, the human element is yeah, super exactly. important. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know if AI would do that. Like if AI would like, I think AI might even be intelligent enough to recognize like, what, whoa, 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 what the know. human voices sound like, right. and know that even when you if I were to say the same words, uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, over and over and over and over, each time I say it. It's There'll be different. some little mm-hmm, tiny thing. Mm-hmm. 
that's just what makes it human. So and that's what makes the music a p- part of the, what makes the music appealing. Yeah, exactly. You have to have some of that in there. You just you, you just have to. Wow. Um, it. You know. Yes. They were so excited that they could do a thing. They didn't stop and ask. Should, Should they? Do it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sad but true. <sighs> no, we're not going to talk about the song "Sad but True" by Metallica, but we are going to talk about this. This uh, oh, thing what right is here. This? We're going to talk about this movie that I watched. Yes. That I was not going to sit through. Uh huh. This is. Um, this is, this came out this year. Okay. And it came out in 2023. Sure. It is called God is a Bullet. Okay. Now, we need to talk about this. Well, first of all, the, the director is not a new director. The director is Nick Cassavetes. Okay. Who is the son of John Cassavetes. Mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. not. I, I, was, I, I thought, well, are those two related? And they, they, they are. Sure enough. They are. They are related. Okay. Now. This 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 thing is a complete, like I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. When I looked up the reviews for it on YouTube after I watched it, mm-hmm. there was a lot of like like WTF across the yeah yeah. The icon, like what the, the hell? You know what I mean? Like what did yeah. I just watch? Yep. Stuff like that. Um, and I think I would definitely put it in a what the hell did I just watch category, but not in a good way. Oh, I'll, uh, see. Okay. Mm, see. Oh my God. Anyway, um, let's take a look here. Let's get you guys. Let's get you guys a little bit of information. Okay. Uh, directed by Nick Cassavetes, stars uh, Mika, uh, Mika, Mika, Ma, Mika Monroe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jamie. Okay. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Nick Nicol, Nikolai Kostrwaldo. Kostrwaldo. Mm. Kostrwaldo. Okay. Okay. Um. Carl Carl Glusman, mm-hmm. January Jones. Oh, I love her. Yeah, is 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 in it. I like her. Yes, yes. Um, Andrew Dice Clay is in it. Hey, doesn't have a big part. All right. Uh, this guy, his this guy plays a dirtbag in so many movies. This East Ethan Soupley. Okay. He, I think he, I think he's in American History X, if I recall. Okay. I think he's one of the dirtbag. You know. Yeah. Um. But he's fucking great in it. Um, but it's really bizarre. Um, where, where? And and, and yes. all those people. So those people are known, right? Sure. But none of them are like yeah, A-listers. Exactly. However. Oh. Jamie Foxx is in it. Really? It's the, in the most bizarre piece of casting I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Jamie fucking Fox, like he, wow. he's not even like the main character or anything. Yeah, he yeah he plays a he he plays a one armed tattoo artist. Oh, they're some of the best. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, hands down, hand down. <laughs> so I am. Um, I don't know if this is going to be any spoilers or or what. So you know, if it's a movie you want to see, you've been waiting to see it, go see it. Um, don't pay, I would my only advice to you would be don't pay any money to see it. Okay. I watched it through my Fire Stick, and you can figure out what that's about. I'm not going to tell you about that, and um, I didn't pay any money for it. Mm. And I'm very glad I would have. If I'd have gone to the theater, I'd have been like, like what the what fuck? The fuck? <laughs> uh, also, also, it's too long. 
Yeah, it's too long. It's two <clears throat> two hours and thirty five minutes. Oh, yeah, and w- yeah, yeah for, and especially when you find when you, once you start to realize the kind of movie you're watching, you're like, I gotta sit I gotta for two sit and a half hours this? of this shit, oh. you know? Um, because it, it probably if the movie would have been a down and dirty ninety minutes, mm-hmm. I think they might have been able to pull it off. Okay, but they then <laughs> all the by stretching the length, all it did was show glaring error. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Now, I'm going to tell you the premise of it, all right? Mm-hmm. And it's a very serious premise. Okay. No, I'm being... Okay. I, I'm always joking. You know what I mean? Right, right. But this isn't something I would ever joke about. <clears throat> this is a very horrible thing. It's controversial right now with that movie, um, Sound of Freedom is out and everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is a movie kind of... Uh, people called people called people have called God as a bullet the spiritual sequel to 8 millimeter. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, Which wow. is a very dark subject. Well, this that was is a, Nick, Nick Cage? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Except, yeah. Except 8mm is like, even though Nick Cage isn't a perfect actor or whatever, is a very serious movie. Sure. Everybody made a movie was being serious. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They weren't like, you know, whether you like the movie or not, like they did, they made it in a seri- very serious tone. Sure. From start to begin. There's nothing. Yes. There was no like, you know, gag reel. You know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, there, no, I mean? like, no. So, in any case, yeah, me, Gary Matas and I used to always joke around, like, you know, they should release the outtakes from um, uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'd actually pay to see that. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. In any case. Um, wow. You guys that do movies on YouTube, you should find, you should do a video. Somebody, there has to be. Somebody has to have done that. I know. But in any case. Um, All right. So 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 this is a very serious um subject, okay? Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. woman this this uh this man, this guy, he's a she's a he's just some kind of cop. I apologize. I don't remember if he's a if he's a sheriff or the sheriff's office or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a teenage daughter who is kidnapped by a cult. Okay. Okay. And um uh and um, the white, the, the mother of the child, they're divorced. Okay. But the mother of the child is brutally murdered. Ooh, all right. And her husband is tortured and murdered. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's, a, you know, and so, this, so what ends up happening, the synopsis is a former member of this cult shows mm-hmm. up and offers to help this guy go catch the, and try to catch right. his daughter, get his daughter get back. Okay? Yeah, okay, and he is a he's a cop. Now let me fill in a little so some blanks here. Now some of this would have made a, for a good movie. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah. they 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 made they made some big mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the cop that, that this happens to, he's not like a badass cop. Okay, he's not John McClane. Yeah, he's just okay. He's a just, cop. In fact, he's he's mostly a desk jockey. He's like never uh-huh. fired his gun. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, but you know, he's not getting. They're not getting anywhere with the case. Sure, you know what I mean. It's been a few weeks, and you know he's losing his mind. Yeah, and when this happens, you know he sees this as an opportunity. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I have to do something. Right. So he's a desperate man. Sure. Okay. Um, the actor plays. My guess is good, but I think that like he doesn't bring across the emotion, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. well enough Mm -hmm. for that. Um, So this. The woman that shows up that and I'm not gonna tell you can watch the movie to figure out how they get, how they get together whatever um, is um, former member okay of the cult and so she says you know the cops aren't gonna be able to help you you know you're we're gonna have to go get some guns right. and shit and go do this okay? yeah <clears throat> so 
they tell her her story gets told in retrospect as the story okay. goes on, and you find sure. out who she was and everything like that. Um, where to begin? Where to begin? Uh, well, I'll begin at the very beginning. It's a very good place. That's a to good start. place to start. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, it starts with a little girl being kidnapped outside of like a grocery store. Okay. Like in the past. It's sometime in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's 80s, 70s. That's it's also the era in this movie is very confusing. Very confusing. And also <clears throat> um there's all this insane violence happens. Yeah. Like in the streets. And a cop never shows up. Well, like yeah. never. Never. Anyway, so you think that so so you think that him teaming up with this girl. Anyways, let, let, let me let me tell you how it starts. Okay. Let me back up for a second. Here's how it starts. So there's a girl, and she's in front of this grocery store. Her mother goes back into the store for something, and this cult grabs absolute gra- girl. Gra- okay, grabs, yeah. And as it's playing, it's a very light, upbeat folk song. Oh no! Is not just it's not playing in the background. Yeah. It is the music because there's not a lot of dialogue. Okay. It's like that's it's like a mon- musical montage, as with this kind of like upbeat, folky kind of happy song, as this girl is kidnapped in this room, and you can tell these these people are like they the the I will give them a, a, a movie props for this. They made the creeps really fucking creepy. Yeah, these are the fucking creepiest fucking creep you've ever seen. What's up? You is something wrong? No, I was just checking out the movie. Oh, okay. This is like the creepiest creeps you've ever fucking seen. <clears throat> yeah. So, but there's this happy. Okay, now wait a minute. And so you're thinking, okay, they had to get their song in. Like it was very mm-hmm. bizarre, but you thought, well, maybe this is like one of those. It's going to be like um, ironic. Okay, you sure, I mean? sure. And um, so you're kind of like, you know, you're not really sure. And as when you see what happens, when you see the cops kid get taken and all that stuff like that, you're like, okay, you're like, you know. And this guy, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. She's like, this could be kind of interesting. He's going to go yeah, after. Sure. You know what I mean? So the girl that shows up to help him. She's like Princess Sassy Pants for like, she's so over the top. <laughs> like, it's a serious situation. Yeah. And this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Right. And she's like, you know, you know, quipping at him all these like smart ass lines. Mm. She's got booty shorts on and knee boots mm-hmm. and is prancing around, you know, and like, like, you know, like throwing all this, like talking all this jive shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was like, it was really it really took you out of the movie and then I realized okay mm. this isn't gonna be cool yeah. like it was like an opportunity to, to do this this cop who is maybe yeah. like and he's broken because and you know even though he doesn't know anything he wants to learn and have him like falling down and like her like kind of like help and then her kind of softening because mm-hmm. he's so you know what I mean and yeah like, yeah you know like and it was like I, I kind of seen it like becoming kind of like a cool like they, it comes out at the end whether they make it or not that like they both were changed from the yeah, experience like, sure there's, this is like, you know, the setup is like ripe with, uh, with p- potential for character development. Sure. No. No? <laughs> no. Oh. It doesn't really happen. It doesn't work right. Um, I will give it this. The guy who's the villain, the, Cyrus, is the, is, the, is the big baddie. Mm-hmm. And he is, I will say this, he's the best villain I have seen in a movie in a long time because oh. he is unfucking redeemable. 
Okay. Yeah, even Darth Vader, right? Had has some a kind redemption. Of like, has a, like yeah, a redemption, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you can find, once you get to find out the situation, even though you don't agree with him, you see where he's yeah, coming from. Yeah, yeah. This guy is like the he's dirtiest bad. of dirtbags. He's a piece of shit. Wow. I mean, he's a, like, I'm not a gift for the death penalty or anything, but like, yep, I but might not be what? too upset. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, they, but you know, so I give the move, I give Nick Cassavetes props. Mm-hmm. Um, for like you know, really like letting this guy be an asshole. Okay, and it was kind of that was refreshing. So this movie is this like mixed bag. It is insanely gory. The woman that yeah. who's the, helping this cop, they show part of her backstory is her trying to leave this cult, and this guy Cyrus beats her so bad uh. he disfigures her. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she's very pretty, and um, so like there is like fucking violence, like. Wow. You know, like stapling wounds back together and Ooh. like, you know, like on fucking camera. Like it, it doesn't pull any punches with the exception. Like they have to like, uh, it's like, you know, like, the you know, you know, it's like a woman, you know, who says to you, I love you. Yeah. Especially your money. Like, you know, yes. I mean? the I love you is great, but the, the I, especially but, your money kind of takes it, yeah, takes, yeah. it takes it back, you know. And this movie is full of those. Like it has this like it's insanely violent. And there are some gory things, but there's also a, a huge fight scene that's actually pretty badass, mm-hmm. but all the gore is done with CGI. Oh. It's that digital blood and yeah, all that, you know what no. I mean? And it, like, takes you out of it. I'm like, yeah. dirty You're motherfuckers. Like, no, come on. Like, hire, like, Stan, Stan Winston's passed away, but his, uh, uh, what's his name? Danny Savini. Probably, yeah, If yeah. you gave Danny Savini a bit part in the movie, he'd do it for fucking free. Hell Yeah. No, Not Danny Savini. Tom 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 Savini. Savini. Tom yeah, Savini. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I, Danny yeah, Savini. Yeah. Tom Savini. I had a student, Danny Savini. That's a, wow. That's, I haven't said that name in years. But Tom, you give Tom Savini. Yeah. Tom Savini. You let him be sex oh, machine. Let him, sh- let him make a sex <laughs> machine. Sex machine. Cameo. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like that wouldn't have made this movie any worse. <laughs> that actually would have made the movie better. Yeah. Um. Oh, but there's just like it. You know it. But it's just very. Uh, you know. And 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 it's confusing because the guy the. He's like a good church going guy and mm-hmm. everything. And so he like is kind of quoting the Bible in places. Sure. And so I'm going like, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm looking, I'm looking at all the descriptions. Like, is it a CBN movie? You know? Oh, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 sure. Now yeah, that, make yeah. Christian. that guy who played um, Hercules. Oh, what's the Sal- Sabo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Sor- Sorbo. Sorbo, Sorbo, Sorbo. Yeah, I knew something uh, like that. He's yeah. um, he has his own company, and they make oh, yeah. they, they make faith. Actually, I've seen, I saw one. It was uh, it was okay. It was by no means great, but it was as good as like a mm-hmm. good Lifetime movie. Yeah, yeah, okay? exactly. It's not like yeah. you know. And anyway, I'm digressing. Um, but like, so I was wondering, is this like one of those films? Is this right, a you know? Right. Um, no, I, I don't know. Um, I wow. do not know. I do, what, <laughs> It says in the trailer and everything based on true events. Mm. Well, it's so, so prepos- is Fargo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so preposterous. Like, I was thinking to myself, I says, I'm immediately going on YouTube after this. I'm going to rate the movie P for preposterous. Because that was the, the <laughs> word that came to my mind for like an hour after I watched yeah. the movie. Just fucking preposterous. There's no way that this any of this shit is true. It was a best-selling novel, God is a Bullet, uh-huh. and it was based on this uh, like different like experiences in the uh, with crime and kidnappings yeah, and things yeah. like that but none of it is there's no narrative that's true none of those right, characters really right. exist it's not true yeah okay so that was just like a, I thought that was horribly cheesy 
Mm-hmm. Like just just to get people try to get people to watch. Exactly. Just say, they're like doing. They were well, like I throwing. Check this out. Yeah, it's like throwing shit at the screen. You know. Yep. Also, um, okay, so so okay, and just want to say a couple more things, and we'll get off of it. Um, it has a stupid run time. It's too long, and it, it's really slow in places. Dude, there's a scene in the movie, and I'm gonna spoil it. Okay. Um, where the, uh, this husband and wife get into an argument mm-hmm. about his ability to perform in bed. Okay. The way it's lit, the way it's staged, the way they talk to each other, the way they stand and, and, and everything, it looks like a skit from Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? Like, the, everything about Aww. it. It's like, all of a sudden, like, where the fuck did this come from? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not germane to the story. It's a, at all. It has nothing to fucking do with anything. And it wasn't like they were hurting for time, so they had to pass. Yeah, it. yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, and, it, and the it's acting two and a half is, hours long. The the the, the, the dialogue and stuff is so corny and dumb. It's like very cringy, and the acting is just completely off. Like almost like the actors are going like, "This is never going to be used." Yeah, so you know we'll I mean? so we'll you just know, fuck just, off. Let's get yeah. through this, you know. And they, uh, I mean, like, I was like, "What the fuck?" Wow, it was a total W. And finally, one, one, one final thing about it. Okay, so I told you at the beginning, the movie starts out with a musical montage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Get ready. Okay, there are at least four, maybe five music montages. Wow, like you're gonna get like, your money's nothing worth. Nothing is going on. They're just riding in a car and a song plays. Of course. Wow, like. I love, like really, I love montages. really, Dude, and yeah. I, and 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 I will say, and I'm very interested. I mean, I'm um, interested to look at the soundtrack because actually, it has some famous songs in mm-hmm. it, and it has some new stuff that I thought was actually really good. Okay, so I'm kind of be interested in see some of the bands that, right, they, right. that played on that played on it. But there is an insanely violent, horrifying scene where Maggot Brain by um, Funkadelic plays. Uh huh. Oh, and. Um, <laughs> It's off the fucking hook. Wow. It's and there's a whole fucking song plays. Wow. Like all seven minutes of it or whatever. It's like it's like, you know, the uh, the director must wanted this song in the fucking he paid for it. It's like a plant putting a song in the I'm gonna, movie. I'm gonna every second of it. And he put every second of it. That's probably what it was. You know, wow. we bought these songs, we're using them. Somebody's dad was uh-huh. in Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a waste of money. Interesting. But um I mean, I mean, what is? I mean, Jesus, mon- music montage movie. I'm serious, dude. I was like, are you kidding? Like when I heard the second one, I'm like, what's going? And what's I'm like, hap- there's a third one. And then yeah. there was like a fourth and then fourth one. one. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I would hi- highly recommend the ultimate uh, revolution from Down Under. This is a short documentary. Oh, okay, yeah. About the sort of birth of ACDC. Yeah. And how the band that preceded them were the Easy Beats. Oh. Easy Beats big song was Friday on My Mind. Okay. Remember the 60s song? Vaguely. Monday, yeah. I've got Friday on my yes, mind. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, and so they kind of, so the two guys in George Young, and I can't remember his name began with an L. Um, They were brothers. Mm-hmm. They were the older Young brothers. Right, right. And they were the guitarists and songwriters. Right. There. And they went on to have a huge songwriting career. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their own company and they wrote songs a lot of other people recorded they okay. were very successful um, and then their uh, the kids the, the, the younger brothers mm-hmm. uh, Angus and Malcolm and it was Malcolm that became that got be, became a session guitarist first 
Oh, okay. Would not think. Sure. But yeah. yeah. Somebody, I can't remember what the producer was and what they were doing. They were like, you know, he had heard them. He was over their house. Uh huh. And he heard Malcolm playing, and he says. So hey. we need to get Malcolm on yeah. this. And then eventually, you know, and the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, it's fascinating uh, short uh, documentary that you're going to like. And you're you going to watch like it. it. And you guess where you can say it 100% free? YouTube? YouTube. There you it's go. Really good. Uh, you'll, 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 you'll have fun. Um, uh, the other movie I watched uh, this week was the, was the Black Stallion. Oh, that's right. We had talked about I that. I was yeah. like, okay, like. I got to tell you, like, God is a Bullet is not even a movie. In fact, most of the movies that have come out in the past 20 years aren't even movies compared to The Black Fucking Stallion. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a masterpiece. Like, you're what you're not have to watch the movie for more than a few minutes to go like. You, oh, immediately, you see it's a, what like it's great a, it's a fucking real film. Yes, what a great yeah. film is supposed to fucking look like. It it there's it's another one that doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Um, but you are riveted from the minute it starts to the minute that it ends. It is not a kid's film in the traditional sense. So right. it's not like it, like Disney-like with all kind of, ah, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, there's been, nobody breaks into song. Right. You know, Thank nothing God. like, yeah, 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 there's nothing like that. I had never seen it and I assumed that's what it was. Right. So I never Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. And Sharon was like, it's my favorite movie of all time. And I'm like, okay, put it on. I, I don't yeah, know. what like, the hell. You know, we'll I give mean, it a shot. And I do I do remember it being, when it came out, that it was highly acclaimed. That yes, that yeah, I do remember that too. Stuff yeah. like that. Um, it is a fucking <clears throat> masterpiece. It's it just, just like, it's fucking great. Just I just can't. Every scene in that movie, every shot is a painting. Yeah, it's like going to an art gallery, you know, mm-hmm, and watching mm-hmm. this, you know, beautiful art exposition. I, I can't describe it. I'm done with uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Okay. Um, they did a episode a few weeks ago that had animated characters animated by the people that do Rick and Morty. Nothing against Rick and Morty, but why is that in Star Trek? Right. And. Um, then the the last one I couldn't I I had I turned it off I I'm like I won't you're like oh, I'm done it was yes yes you ready yeah imagine this is something that like maybe like one of those wacky morning shows would do a skit on okay or maybe even Saturday Night Live but probably like a wacky morning show bit would be something like you know Star Trek on Ice you oh know, yeah like sure that. yeah yeah well they did Star Trek the musical. No, there's a there's a there's a singing what Klingon the boy fuck? band. Why? I, I I was like, okay, all right, enough said. I, I'm just like I'm like, I can't I can't watch this. I, this is like you're done. This is should have been rated you're R done. for retarded. Yeah, <laughs> retarded in that way. Um, since we don't since we don't call retards that anymore. No, now it just means retarded. Yeah. So like, I, I'm like. Since we don't call retards that anymore. Yeah, so you're not even no, called just that retarded. anymore. It's just yeah. retarded. Yeah. It just means wow. assholey and idiotic, uh, moronic. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I don't know where to begin. I'm not going to turn it into a big thing yet right now, but I just got to say that, like, I think that, I think because, I heard a guy say this today. I think because we look back... Younger folks look back at the original Star Trek and see it as really campy mm-hmm. and everything. Not because, because of the because of the set dressing and how people dress. Sure. And um, the, the special effects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, that. Okay. All right. But 
those are fucking insanely mature stories. Right. Every single one of them. Yeah. They're all like thought provoking. A lot of heart heart is in them. A lot of human emotion. A lot of stuff about um, what it means to be human and how sure, we interact, yeah. you know, with each other. I mean, it's very beautiful. And it's like, it's like they've just just dismissed that and are like doing some like parody of it. In other words, yeah. this uh, Strange New Worlds looks like Star Trek. It's the most Star Trek looking Star Trek I've, I've seen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's it. Like, mm. I mean, like, you know, it's uh, the first season. I was like, okay, we'll see where we're going to go with this. But this season, man, they've just like did a couple interesting wow. things. But like, like they're doing this, like Spock and Nurse Chapel are having an affair. Okay. Spock is like laughing. It, it's just like. What? No. Yeah. This stuff, What's not no. right. And, it, you know, the actors that play those characters are actually really good. The character, the actor <clears throat> who plays Spock is excellent. The actor yeah. that plays uh, Nurse Chapel's fan fucking does. I, it, I'll give a kudos for that. They've expanded the characters of Uhura and, mm-hmm. and Christine Chapel, which is okay. Cool. okay. I think that's great. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm really kind of like, I kind of, I think stuff like that's fine, you know, but like not Star Trek the fucking musical. No. You're missing the point. Star Trek wasn't campy when it came out. What makes it look campy is like the sort of superficial parts of it. The mm-hmm. actual stories and stuff are not fucking campy. Yeah. You know, you're missing. You're you missing know, the point. Yeah, you just missed the point. You know, what's next, Lou? Snow White and the Seven. Weirdos. Not so much dwarves. What's what's next? Is that, is that okay? They, are they going to hire full-size actors to play the dwarves? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think that, I don't think that Disney would ever. They don't think they'd ever stoop, do that? Stoop that way. I hope not. Yeah, that's blowing up, too. Last I heard, Kathleen Kennedy's fired. Um, wow. Katie Waller, what's her name? Is that her name? Patty Katie Waller-Bridge, what's her name? She's oh, the actress who does... Uh, she was in the... She was the star of the new Indiana Jones movie. Anyways, okay. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, something like that. Uh, uh-huh. She's been fired. Oh, and my. I think the bitch that's played Snow White's fired. Oh my. I think Bob Iger's like, I'm done with all y'all. Yep. All y'all. Oh. All y'all. All y'all. All y'all. Let's talk about some guitar players. Yeah. You know, I wanted to talk about guitar players. Yes, sir. You know, the, the kind of folk that play on the git play they on play the, the git, git fiddle on, on the, the record the, player. Oh, they're playing there yes, on, huh? the, um, on the, uh, yeah. Yes, so I do declare play the guitars. <laughs> Here's why I want to talk about this. Play the guitar. Yeah. Because there are so many great guitarists <clears throat> that we know really, mm-hmm. oh, really yeah. well. Eddie Van Halen, right? Sure. You just like, that's a household name. Mm-hmm. Um... But there are a lot of guys who, um, there's a lot of guys from the 70s that maintain, you know, it, it's still are, are kind of like um, in the in the public consciousness. People like Jimmy Page. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He's remained in the public consciousness. Sure, sure. Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck. Sure. You know, remained in the public consciousness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Although those are all guys who are technically from the 60s. Yeah. <clears throat> so aside from those guys... You know, um, they they were they were like already they were already legacy, right? At that yeah, point. at that point, okay. yeah. Um, Jimi Hendrix lit a fire mm-hmm. under the ass of so many people and got them excited about the fucking guitar. 
Yes. Like that was like the Beatles were huge. A lot, a lot of like guitar sales went up like 300. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hendrix pushed it to the next level. <clears throat> and this is when, um, this is where we start to get the idea, um, of a guitar audience. Mm-hmm. Like guitar community. Today we call it the guitar community. Exactly. You know, online yes. or whatever. <clears throat> but you know, there was an, there's an audience of people. And this is, starts to kind of swell around this time mm-hmm. of guys that, you know, are, they love the guitar. Yeah. And they want to know and hear great guitar players. Exactly. And it happened to coincide with pop music where the two things kind of came, mm-hmm. kind of worked together. Mm-hmm. One fed the other. Yes. <clears throat> so after Hendrix, because Hendrix was awesome, but his career is very short. And before Van Halen, there's mm-hmm. a whole slew of guitar players. Yeah. That really kind of like kept people excited about the exactly. guitar. Um, and um, we're going to talk about a few of them um, today. Uh, Peter Frampton. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to jump right in. Like, And I tried to pick guys, again, who were like not super, 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 super famous. And right. he said to me today, well, man, I can't do it. You don't have this. You don't have David Gilmore. Well, this is going to be a part one. Yeah, because yeah. this is there's like there's so, so many. many like as I still got into this I'm like oh my god I love that guy oh no I love that guy I love that guy like right <clears throat> so the 70s were like very uh, fertile for uh, guitar music uh, but Peter Frampton rocketed to fame in 76 with Frampton Comes Alive yeah it was a double LP that means long playing so you could uh, an LP it was a long playing record it was a vinyl album mm-hmm. what was, how much could you get per side 18 minutes a side something or, like that yeah you know yeah and it was pressed onto vinyl, both sides. Okay, and if you had two of those, that was that was an LP, a long mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. record. Um, if you put two of those, you would have you had a double LP. Yes. So in case you know what that means, uh, reshapes uh, songs from uh, his first four albums into versions that became era defining hits. This is so interesting. We've talked about this before. Songs that became more popular after they were live, right? The live right. version, yes. You know? Uh, show me the way, baby. I love your way. Do you feel like we sure. do? Those were all on records, right? They were already yeah. out there. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, top forty smashes enduring AOR hits. Songs that captured the uh, arena filling glory of album rock in the days prior to punk. So that's the other thing that changed things too when punk mm-hmm, came along. Mm-hmm. Success of Peter Frampton, Frampton comes alive was so great that it overshadowed his early days as a hotshot guitarist in The Herd and Humble Pie. Humble Pie a right. lot of people yeah. don't remember that Peter Frampton was a, an alumnus. Exactly. Alumni, alumnus <clears throat> of um, Humble Pie. Not uh, the band, not the, not the situation. No, right. All these also shaped the impression of music he made in its immediate aftermath. Records uh, that failed to replicate Double Live's blockbuster status. Uh, over the ensuing decades, Frampton proved that he was a survivor, working steadily on his own and as a sideman, not- notably playing on Never Let Me Down, the 87 album uh, by his old schoolmate, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. By the early 2000s, he settled into a regular circuit of touring and recording, maintaining a faithful fan base, and once again earning attention for his uh, guitar prowess uh, for his 20, uh, 2006 LP, Fingerprints. This took home the Grammy uh, for Best Pop Instrumental Album. Frampton announced a farewell tour in 2019 after receiving a diagnosis uh, of inclusion body my- 
myostasis. Oh my! His health uh, stabilized, yeah. allowing him to release Frampton. Forgets the words. Uh, and returned to the stage in 2022. In 2023, is Prampton at the Royal Albert Hall. So I am glad to hear that. Yeah, me too. Because I knew that he was ill, and he was trying to put out two records quickly because he yeah, didn't know if he was yeah, continue. exactly, yeah, yeah. And then he's he's like getting he got he's better. Like, he's getting better. Yeah. So I'm glad he's an older gentleman too. He's not a sure. Not a, yeah. He was born in 1950. So there you go. Yeah. He's 83 years old. He's not 83 years he's, old. I'm sorry, 93. Oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> He's in his late sixties. <laughs> um, so, um, Peter Frampton. Yeah. You you have any? <clears throat> wanted to make any comment about Peter Frampton? Well, here's the thing. Do you remember when Rick Beato did the um, uh, Stairway to Heaven? Uh, the 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 solo is imagined by like Eddie Van Halen and yeah yeah, and, yeah. But he did the Peter Frampton one. And he played what he imagined Peter Frampton would play as lead. Oh, he did it himself. He, he did Peter it himself. Frampton yes, it. and it was spot on. I'm like, oh, and it kind of gave me a new appreciation for Peter Frampton because I'm like, all the phrasing and stuff that he's doing—that's so Peter Frampton. It, he wasn't ripping off like other leads that Peter had done. It was just that style, and I'm like, you know what? That's absolutely perfect. So yeah, so Rick Beato, and I, I revisit that video every now and again. It's, it's such a cool video. What if the solo had been done by Eddie Van Halen, Peter Frampton, and Eric Johnson? So Yeah. If you get a chance to look it up on uh, YouTube, feel free to. It's very cool. <clears throat> this next guy um, ha- has two. He You know, not everybody yeah. gets a cool nickname in rock and roll. Correct. Right? Bruce Springsteen is what? The boss. He's the boss. Exactly. Sure. You know, Ted Nugent... Oh boy! Has two. Yeah, yeah. Sweaty Teddy. Uh huh. And the Motor City Madman. Madman. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yep. Um, I got into a debate with a gentleman, <clears throat> and I uh, think this guy was on. Uh, I think he was on some kind of a hallucinogenic. Oh my! It was at a wedding. Okay. And um, he. So it was said, the groom. It was the groom. <laughs> go ahead. So, um, well, we were both friends of the groom. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I'll just say it was Super Monkey's wedding. Um, oh, there you go. So, um, he got, we got into a discussion. He was, his idea was this Brett was his name. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a lead singer of a really good band that, uh, that did not last long in Pittsburgh. I, I, at some point, I'll remember the name and I'll play one of the songs. It was a great band. I've had okay. them on the podcast, but <clears throat> Brett, uh, was like, dude, here's, here's my idea. Well, tell me what you think of this. And then I found it later. He pitches this to everybody. He gets. Oh, it. okay, all right. <clears throat> he says, "What do you think of this?" He says, "I think that we should have a ceremony, which in Detroit, uh huh, with both Ted Nugent, yeah, and Bob Seger." Oh, he's because Bob Seger's so awesome. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Bob okay. Seger's awesome. Sure. I love fucking Bob. Sure, Seger. yeah. He says, and uh, where Ted Nugent officially hands over the title. Since he has two names, sure. Buddy Teddy and yeah. Motor City Madman, he officially hands over the title Motor City Madman to Bob to Bob Singer. Because <clears throat> I don't think Sweaty Teddy would fit. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah, okay. You know, I wish I would have had the wherewithal. See, doing this podcast with you and like everybody uh, with does sharpen you up with like your comebacks and shit like that. Right. Right. That would have been something I should have said in the moment. That would have yeah, been hilarious. That would have been really good. You sure? You sure you wants to go with that one? 
because you know Bob <laughs> Seger is sweaty Teddy. That's funny. I'm laughing because I know you. Good. But um, <clears throat> and I was like, I was like thinking about it, and, and I like this kid. He's a good dude. Uh-huh. Great singer. And I was, I uh, just sort of nodded and yeah. Sometimes but right, and he kept on going like right. You know what? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you, know, yeah, you I, get I, it? I get what you're saying? You know what I mean? Uh, you know? Yeah. I, okay. You know, I don't think I don't think Ted's going to that kind of guy to hand over the Motor yep. City Man. Send him, send him an email. Yeah, he'd he'd be like he'd be like Bob. Meet me out in the woods with some guns. <laughs> <laughs> we'll settle this like men. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> Ted Nugent is a stalwart American rock singer, songwriter, and guitarist who is as divisive as he is legendary. Throughout his lengthy career, the Motor City Madman has, re- has reveled in the controversy and criticism that always seemed to follow his path. His pro-right, right-wing beliefs and pro-gun advocacy have caused condemnation from his detractors, but this wild man persona and knack for penning arena rock anthems made him one of the biggest rock stars of the late 70s. Merging in the 60s with the psych rock combo, the Amboy Dukes, who scored a big a hit in 68 with the single Journey to the Center of the Mind. I still love that song. That's a mm. great song. Nugent eventually went solo, issuing multi-platinum albums like Cat Scratch Fever, mm-hmm. Double Life Gonzo, and don't yeah, forget boy. my personal favorite, Intensities in Ten Cities. Yes. Intensity After finding success in the early 90s with the rock group uh, Damn Yankees, see, Ted kept it going a bit with the Damn Yankees. Oh, yeah, Nugent sure. began exploring other media outlets, starring in his own outdoor television program, hosting reality shows, and becoming a prominent voice in the right-wing community. Um, uh, during his time, he also continued to perform live and release material. Love Grenade in 2007, 2014's Shut Up and Jam. Um, 2018's Music Made Me Do It and 2022's Detroit Muscle. I have to listen to Detroit fucking Muscle. Mm. I gotta listen. I didn't know he did these records. I didn't know that I either. Check it out. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. And he's he was born in 48. Oh my! Now he is 90 years old. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you have you did you see the thing on? Um, there's a picture. <laughs> yeah. Huh? There's a picture of him sitting in front and sitting and talking on camera, uh-huh. and there's a bunch of dildos oh on God. like on the che- on the dresser, okay, and all kind of stuff behind him. Wow. And you know, so I saw this, and somebody had posted on Facebook and left some smart ass remark because Ted does the kind of person he's kind of does invite controversy. Yes, um, but I knew right away, you know, and people were immediately like, do you think maybe he has erectile dysfunction? Like, people were like, oh like, my God, like he's fucking with, this is some so He's bit, messing with you. Because I know he's got, he, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's a spokesman for these different causes or whatever. Right, you know? right. So he was probably trying to prove some kind of point yep. with dildos. Yep, like, yep. You know, and of course, you're, like, you're getting effed. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Oh, this is why we can't have nice things like the No, internet. no, why? <laughs> Stop, don't look into it. Oh my wow. God! So let's talk about another um, awesome guitar player. This this, this was an era, uh, Mr. <clears throat> Pittsburgh, yes. where good guys playing uh, guitars mm-hmm. packed fucking stadiums. Yes, right. E- exactly. I yeah. mean, th- this guy. Next guy we're going to talk about um, was very interesting. Was a very interesting character. Yes. No, not Johnny Guitar Watson. No, you get an F all music. Close. I, I was. I had that no sewed together. Cigar. I was about ready to launch right into it, and it, it, it fucked you. Yeah, it screwed me. That's but how least, they fuck you on the cell phone. But listen, <laughs> that's how they fuck you on the smartphone. But listen to me. 
Yeah. Aren't I sounding a lot better with doing it like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah much better. Is, yeah, much yes. better. I feel like way more confident. I can actually see what I'm doing. Yes. Um, but this Johnny Winter. <clears throat> oh, This is a guy yes. that like, whose his heart and soul was in the blues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. Um, but he found big rock success when Johnny Winter. Oh, don't you dare do that to me. When Johnny oh, Winter emerged yes, on the national scene in 1969, dudes. <laughs> wow. Okay. The hope, particularly in the record business, was that he would become a superstar on the scale of Jimi Hendrix. Ooh. Another blues-based rock guitarist and singer who preceded him by a few years. Mm-hmm. No, really? That's who Jimi Hendrix was? No, I had no idea. Uh, that never quite happened, but Winter did uh, survive high expectations of his early admirers to become a mature, respected blues musician with a strong sense of tradition. He was born Johnny Wa- uh, John Dawson Winter III oh. in 1944 in Beaumont, Texas. Yes, uh, his younger, where uh, his uh, brother Edgar was born in 1946. So Johnny is the elder. Okay. Both brothers were albinos. Yeah, you noticed that. They turned huh? to music early on. Uh, Johnny Winter learning to play the guitar while Edgar Winter took up keyboards and saxophone. Before long, they were playing professionally and soon after that, recording singles for small local record labels. Both of them were members of uh, Johnny and the Jammies. Who's 45 School Day Blues uh, back with You Know I Love You. I tried to do my best 50s DJ voice for that. I hope you you appreciated it. Uh, Was released by Dart Records in 1959. Other singles uh, either credited to Winter or some group pseudonym were released over the next several years. Mm -hmm. Um, And they list a whole bunch of them here. Winter uh, had his first taste of chart success with a version of the Harlem Shuffle recorded by the Traits. Okay. Um... Spent two weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1966, dude. In 68, Winter decided <laughs> to focus exclusively on blues rock, and he formed a trio with Tommy Shannon, who mm-hmm. went on to play with Stevie Ray, right? and John Red Turner on drums. He signed with Austin, Texas label Sono Beat Records, and in August cut the Progressive Blues Experiment. You would do you would do records like that that would have the word experiment uh-huh, and, and, uh-huh. you know things like that. You're like, ooh, this must be <clears> good. Yeah, we're experimenting, dude. Did a lot of experimenting in the '60s. <laughs> um, the hottest ice out. Uh, Larry uh, Sepulveda and John Burks uh, wrote about the Texas music scene in Rolling Stone, saying the hottest uh, item outside of Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin, Jobson. they wrote, uh, remains uh, in Texas. Uh, if you can imagine a 130-pound cross-eyed albino with long, fleecy <laughs> hair playing some of the gutsiest fluid blues guitar you've ever heard, then enter Johnny Winter. Among those who read the article was New York club owner Steve Paul, a man with two first names, yeah. who hopped the plane to Texas and convinced Winter to hire him as his manager. Paul set up a bidding war among major record labels. Uh, that was uh, won on uh, February 1969 by CBS Records. Winter got an advance of 600000 the largest Ooh. sum the label ever paid to a new solo artist. Wow. Um... Yes, this gets into the weeds all about Johnny Winter, but uh, this is this is his roots. This is where he's coming from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he just really killed in the next decade. He just in the seventies, um, 
played Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he just went on to like really big success, and, and but he got to a point where he got tired of rock and roll. He's I want to play the blues. Yep. So he scaled it all back, toned it way back, mm-hmm. and you know, did what he him, enjoyed. He just kind of did what he wanted to do. Yeah. Johnny Winner. I think that <clears throat> there is. Uh, I, I think that you know, he was. See, he was. He was. He was having big success by like doing things like covering Jumpin' Jack Flash. All right. You know, stuff like that. You yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. I think that might have been part of like he wanted to write more, or maybe yeah, yeah. if he was going to do covers, do the more traditional rock uh, exactly. blues covers. You know, interesting. Uh, speaking of Johnny Winter, this guy is related in a way, not by blood or, or anything like that but this is Rick Derringer oh Rick rock and roll hoochie I wrote tick detention tick detention what is going on Rick but Rick played with Edgar Winter I believe okay so Oh, it seems like Rick Derringer has been on the rock and roll scene forever. Actually, it's only been since 1965, which makes him one of the more enduring veterans of this generation. Derringer's work with uh, the band The McCoys in his mid-teens, highlighted by the bubblegum anthem Hang On Sloopy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, I thought it was Hang On Snoopy. So did I. Uh, gave him claim to a low-level rock and roll immortality. And his subsequent playing with Johnny and oh, played and later oh, Jed, both of them. Uh, Edgar okay. provided him with a degree of credibility that a lot of guitar players can only envy. Uh, after the release of Edgar Winter Live uh, double album uh, Roadwork, Derringer began getting production experience with the McCoys, but they were never able to overcome their bubblegum rock image. And by the end of the '60s, Derringer and his brother Randy were recruited by Johnny Winter into his band, with Derringer playing guitar and also producing. Uh, he emerged as a solo artist in the wake of his playing with Edgar Winter's White Trash. Derringer first became popular uh, with, uh, in his own right in the mid-70s, beginning with a new version of his uh, own song, Rock and Roll Hoochie yep. Johnny Winter had covered it. Off of, Jenner, off of uh, Derringer's heavily influential debut album, All American Boy, uh, Derringer soon had his own band called Derringer, hence... Ah, I see what he did there. Kind of okay. Funny, right? I never would have figured that out. Although his uh, his guitarist and bassist, uh, Danny Johnson and Danny Kenny, Arano, Karen, Kenny, Kenny Aronson, left in 77 to form Axis. Within a couple of years, established himself as a popular favorite. Derringer's recorded history was somewhat spotty. However, as his record sales never matched his favor with concert audiences. I guess that means that he was... Mm-hmm. He did better live right. than he did um, uh, um, selling records. I mm-hmm. uh, spent most of the late 70s and 80s as a producer working with such artists as Bette Midler, Kiss, mm-hmm. Meatloaf, Cindy Lauper, Barbara Streisand, and your favorite, mine. Yes. Weird Al Yankovic. No way. Known for his hard-rocking live shows, which don't necessarily translate well to recordings or lend themselves much to originality. As he neared age 50 in the 90s, however, he had mellowed. 
and showed when he began recording again for Shrapnel Records in 1993 with the album Back to the Blues and Electra Blues. A years of fair to average rock and roll adult contemporary albums followed, but in 2002, Derringer did about face and tried his hands at jazz with the adventures with the adventurous free ride. Mm. Interesting. So there you are, All the right. illustrious career of Richard Richard Derringer. <laughs> Let's talk about this guy, too. I got to play with this guy. Um, Did you? Well, not in his band. Or right, right, but... We opened know, for him. There you go. Robin Trower. Mm. Um, Robin Trower and I've got Frank Marino on the... Actually, back, have back, back to back on the list. Um, both guys who always... They're just Hendrix ripoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean... There's not a day... you. I think if we put on DVE right now, uh-huh. we'd probably hear um, Bridge of Size or Day of the Eagle, or Two Rolling Stone. I mean, those songs yeah, are at least yeah. once a day they play each yeah, one of those. Yeah, I guarantee it. You know, so, you know, the proof of in the pudding is in the tasting, my friends. Mm. And it tastes good. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling hot tonight. Hey, now. Throughout a long, winding career, English blues rock guitarist and songwriter mm-hmm. Robin Trower yes. has built a dedicated global fan base while being endlessly and unfairly compared by critics to his peer Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. While Trower's phrasing and harmonic approach are his own, he readily admits that his custom-built Fender Stratocaster, fluid effects, and Marsh stack directly follow Hendrix's psych blues example. After leaving Proko Haram, Trower's solo career began in 1973 with Twice Removed from Yesterday and exploded the following year's top 10 bridge of size, uh, kicking off a run of 10 top 200 outings. Wow. He and former Cream bassist Jack Bruce teamed up in 81 for uh, BLT and 82 for Truce. During the 90s, he worked with Brian Ferry. Mm. Uh... On 93's Taxi and uh, Mam- Ma- Mamuna? I sure, why not? Um, okay, so he's listed, he's put out a bunch of records since then. Uh, released Seven Moons in 2020. Collaborated with reggae singer Maxi Priest and bassist Livingston Brown uh, on United State of Mind. Uh, Trower uh, uh, returned in 2022 with No More Worlds to Conquer. He was born in 1945. Robin Trower. 1945. Robin Trower. Yeah, I got the stand right there. If I can look at his rig. So That's cool. That's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I was talking about these because, <clears throat> you know, this, this is from the era when I first started getting, probably you too, interested in music and started, like, getting magazines and things like these and seeing these people on the cover and going, whoa. That's what I want to do. That is so cool. Yeah. It was just like the coolest of cool. It was too cool for school. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that you could say that um, Frank Marino is Robin Trower's, like, a, a Canadian cousin. Sure. Frank Marino was born in Canada in 1954, began playing guitar at the age of 13 after having played drums for three years. So he started playing music when he was 10 years old. Wow. Very soon after changing instruments, Marino had formed his band Mahogany Rush. Mm-hmm. 
1971, three years later, the group had developed quite a following. At the age of 17, his first album, Magzoom, uh, was released, and the group quickly started generating a larger and larger following and more albums. In all, by the year 2001, Marino had released 11 albums with Mahogany Rush. He also did uh, two solo albums, 1986's Full Circle, uh, and from the hip, which came out in 1991, according to uh, his credits, are also appearances on recordings by April Wine and Brian Lee. Cool. Uh, if you don't know Frank Marino, go check him out. Mahogany Rush was a powerhouse mm-hmm. in the 70s. Um, they didn't translate well, right, under uh, the charts for, for rock and... radio. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You know, after much after the 70s, but. Um, um, very cool band and like he's a monster just why he's all over YouTube and he can play like it's like Satan like he's really yeah, yeah. really good um, you, you'll you you'll be like shit how do I not know this guy's music <laughs> <clears throat> yeah he's one of those guys I and mean, he's a perfect example of a guy that you, you probably like he's a guy who's like I think a lot of people know the name yeah but, you know, like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah but you can't now, I mean he, he can I think that I think that Frank has jazz chops too I, I've heard him play some stuff he was really really deep stuff that he was doing um Very let's cool. talk about somebody that I, we all know sure but um he really killed it in the 70s yes um his 80s turnout wasn't i mean what they did what queen did in the i'm talking about brian may mm-hmm. in the 80s wasn't is necessarily influential is influential on the guitar and everything i think brian may's biggest sort of punch to the gut was the early Queen right, stuff. So right, um, right. with his sparkling melodic leads and knack for overdubbing layers of multi-track riffs, Queen's Brian May is one of the most celebrated and immediately recognizable guitarists of his generation. Mm-hmm. Playing his iconic homemade red special guitar, May's work with Queen brought together the electric crunch of heavy metal with the driving pomp of prog rock, all wrapped up in a glitter age uh Theatricality. I got oh, the word like out. That you tried to fool me all music, but I beat you. Oh, you think that. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, you moderate whores in a ball's ass. Oh, my God. Uh, over the course of the group's 15 era-defining albums, from 73's uh, Queen to 1995's Made in Heaven, May made vital contributions to the group's classic hits like Bohemian Rhapsody, Somebody to Love, Another One Bites the Dust, as well as penning many of fan favorites including We Will Rock You, I Want It All, Fat Bottom Girls, Flash, Hammer to Fall, Save Me, Who Wants to Live Forever, The Show Must Go On. Um... May has sung with his band since its inception, his sweet tone vocals working as a nice contrast to Mercury's dynamic style. Following the death of Mercury, Queen went dormant before May brought the group back to the stage. They have toured with American Idol alum Adam Lambert since 2014. Away from the band, he released several of his own albums, including 1983 Starfleet Project, and I believe somebody kind of famous played on that with him. Yeah, I think so, too. Who was that, Mr. Pittsburgh? Mr. Van Halen. Yep. Uh, Also collaborated on several well-received albums with actress-singer Kelly Ellis. Okay. Inducted the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with Queen. Um, so he's done all kinds of stuff. I think he's also some kind of what? As, he's a astrophysicist. He's also yeah. an astrophysicist. He's smart too. Yeah. So like, fuck you, Brian. Man, I don't like the fuck we're talking to you about. 
That's right. You don't deserve to battle. You're too fucking famous. <laughs> You're too famous. Um, too smart. Here's one that uh, I think this is another guitar player that like I had heard of. Right. But wasn't really familiar um, with him until the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm s- sorry to say. Um, the uh, s- the Scorpions albums that he was on. I don't think I heard or heard much of. Right. I didn't right. really become Scorpions guy until like the the Schenker era, mm-hmm, with Rocky mm-hmm. like a hurricane and those, right. and those things. Um, uh, though he doesn't get nearly as much uh, credit as Deep Purple's Richie Blackmore, Yuli John Roth helped lay the groundwork for neoclassical metal with his lead guitar work for German hard rock icons, the Scorpions. Right. Oh, the that's right. Roth's playing um, owed an obvious death to Jimi Hendrix. But the elegance of his lead lines, the fluidity of his phrasing, and his use of alternate scales uh, learned from classical training all helped push this OVAR into another realm entirely. Upon leaving the Scorpions in 78, Roth embarked on an erratic solo career that found him exploring his psychedelic and neoclassical influences to a degree that would have been impossible with his former band. So he's and, and he's still out there. Um, mm-hmm. If you see him coming, coming to you, you should go see him. Yeah. Um, sadly, he played Pittsburgh not long ago, and I guess there's something like 12 people there. Oh, I know. So, um, it's hard. There's, it, and in some of these situations, it's hard to put guy talk about guys who aren't in the same band. So we're going to talk about Michael Schenker next. There you go. Michael Schenker is a, is a scorpion as well. Um, really, um, come on, just give me his name, you modern horse. You Oh my god. Okay, Michael Schenker. What there a cool name. I know, right? Michael Schenker, yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. An influential songwriter, uh, proto metal guitar virtuoso, Michael Schenker played with hard rock legends, the Scorpions, and UFO before finding success as a solo artist in the late 70s with the Michael Schenker Group. Mm-hmm. With a signature half black, white, uh, half black, half white uh, Gibson Flying V, Schenker spent the next four decades at the fore of melodic hard rock scene, releasing a string of acclaimed solo albums while occasionally rejoining UFO, both as a player and a producer. In 21, he celebrated his 50th anniversary as a working musician with his release of the star studded MSG effort, Immortal. Mm. Solo effort, Rock Shock, and another MSG outing Universal Pier. Uh, just one year later, so he's still out there cranking wow. it. I mean, you know, these guys, these guys were all like in all the guitar magazines. Everybody knew. Oh them. yeah. They, there was a time when everybody knew, like knowing everybody in the band was like a thing. Right. Right. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like you knew you were cool. Um, <laughs> so one more. We're gonna do one more. Um, th- this is such an interesting um, uh, guy, uh, Ronnie Montrose. Um, yes. So interesting, like you know, Sammy Hagar gets his start singing with the a seventies era virtuoso uh-huh. guitarist, yeah. And then he kind of his next big thing that he does is he sings joins the next the right uni- uh, 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 universally loved uh, virtuoso guitarist Eddie Van Halen. It's it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I'm just saying. I think that Sammy Hagar likes guitar players. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think he recognizes great guitar playing. He is a guitar player himself. Oh, I mean, exactly. He's no yeah, slouch. he's no slouch at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Oh my goodness. Uh, guitarist Ronnie Montrose began his career as a backing musician playing with Van Morrison, Boz Skaggs, and Edgar Winter. Uh, this Winter Boys the Winter keeps boys. showing up all over the place, huh? He finally formed his own band in 73, named after the guitarist Montrose, also featured vocalist Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of Sammy I've Hagar. I've heard of him, yes, yes. Bassist Bill Church and drum, drummer Denny Carmesi. Carmasi. 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 What's the matter with me, huh? Uh, they released their debut album in 1974, and Church was replaced by Alan Fitzgerald shortly after its release. After, oh, excuse me, arriving the following year, Paper Money confirmed the band's status as one of the more popular hard racks of its era. Hard rock. I'm running those words here. Slow mm-hmm. down, Ludini. Don't need to be in a hair. Never too busy. <laughs> okay. However, Hagar was fired after completing Paper Money Tour. Bob James replaced him, and keyboardist Jim Alcavar, Al- 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 Jim Alcavar, okay. right? Uh, joined the band, yet Montrose's next two albums, uh, 75's Warner Brothers Presents and 76's Jump On It, were commercial failures. Yeah. See what happens when you fire Sammy Hagar? Yeah. Uh, and this goes into... Much detail about everything to, to do with Ronnie. Ronnie recently passed away, I believe. Yes, yes, he did. Um, uh, uh, what is uh, um, Bad Motor Scooter? Yes. Hard Rock Candy. Like those yeah, are, those are classic. Sammy Hagar those, stuff. Those, yeah. yeah. And Sammy Hagar's on this. Yeah. But there you can really hear the type of riffage and stuff mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Montrose gets his ass up to. Yeah. Speaking of classic guitar. Yes. And um, and the and the '70s era, and I, this is the last sort of thing I want to recommend to to you guys um, is uh, there's a great uh, documentary. It's very short. Mm-hmm. It's 30 minutes about you now. Th- this is really guitar nerds will really appreciate. This, sure. Um, about the uh, history of Ross pedals. Oh, okay. Sure. And what has happened is um, JHS has bought into Ross Pedals and they've resurrected. Okay. The original, the the grandson res, got into the stuff mm-hmm. and this, thought this was really cool a few years ago and started trying to put, but they didn't have the muscle. Right. You know, and they needed somebody to come in and kind of like, you know, put some, oh, quite frankly, put some money into it. Sure, and, sure. You know, give it, you know, they couldn't really produce them in a, in a quantity that would make sense. The sound right, stuff. right. Um, so uh, Josh Scott, who might be one of the absolutely coolest people in the guitar community. Like he's just always, he's like Mr. Nice guy. He's always yeah. like doing cool shit. Um, stepped in and, uh, you know, offered to help them. He's, he was a big fan of the pedals and, you know, was like, you know, he had a bunch of them in his collection. And so he got involved with it, but it's an, a really cool story. Very heartwarming story about these people that lost their jobs, mm. like in Georgia, mm-hmm. ended up um, moving to, um, believe Missouri and starting over and the, the dad being a hustler yeah and you know got was able to get business going his first company though is all the, another really famous music company custom oh with the K and, yeah yeah and they tell yeah. the story about those amps and how they got the ro- the rolled Naga hide on the right right, right. remember that it's really it's very it's very cool it's a good story um in some ways it's kind of like a story of the American dream in a way you know mm-hmm. um but you know he has his ups and downs and you know because you know custom didn't last forever or whatever you know right right but um it's um it's very cool it's worthwhile it's it's short cool um one of my favorite 
contemporary acts is a band called um, Royal Blood. Oh, yeah. And um, they have a new record. Oh. Something released very, very recently. Last month, within the last month. Okay. So let's have a little uh, listen listen to, to to Royal Blood. Royal Blood. called Mountains at Midnight. Wow. Uh, it was released two months ago. Wow. So that's uh, really new for them. It is in, it is on, excuse me, it is on our new and notable playlist. There you go. On uh, on YouTube. I have it on there. I try to, like, as I come across things, I put them up. I don't always talk about everything I put up. Um, so and, Or sometimes out. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, and I, I, yeah, I listened to some cool stuff this week. Do I, um, I was telling Mr. Pittsburgh here when we went out to dinner mm-hmm. that I got on a um, uh, an Alan Holdsworth. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Jag. This, uh, jag. Yeah, and um, listened to some, listened, went back and rewatched um, Tokyo Dream. I believe is the. It's called something else on YouTube now, but it, it, it was it was I had the I have the video VHS. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Dream was him was his live in Tokyo. You know, uh, and anyway, so um, fell down a little. Very cool. Music, music. But yeah, yes. this uh, uh, I'll try to keep that updated as possible. Um, so yeah, uh, something else I wanted to say real quick before I get the hell out of here. But anyways, yeah, that's the the, the new Royal Blood, and uh, new stuff is coming out Very all cool. the time. Um, and it's just I, two guys in Royal Blood. It's a bass player and a drummer. Right. They turn instead of instead of like the. Uh, white stripes with a guitar player and a right. drummer, bass player. Yeah, yeah. Keith, it's Keith very and I cool. were talking about it, and, and we were like, when when he, because he's the one who introduced me to them, and, and mm-hmm. we were, I was like, that actually kind of makes more sense. Yeah. Than a guitar and a drummer. Yeah. You know. But yeah. And, and 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 the way he, you know, he plays his bass through processors where it sounds like a guitar, but he's also got the bass going. You know what I mean? It's very. cool. I, I don't know his setup. However, what I think he's doing is this. Yes. <clears throat> I think that he's taking two feeds out of the guitar, right? Uh, out of the bass. One is going to like some kind of octave device mm-hmm. that gives that the guitar pitch. Guitar sound, exactly. You know, the pitch is up more like a guitar, and then there's overdrive, and it's more of yep. a guitar rig. Yep. And I think the other one is going to some kind of bass, exactly. that has bass stuff on it. And um, I think that w- that's very I was cool. so funny because we talked. Um, I was playing in Love and Ruins. 
I, JT and I talked about this one time. He, he played a six string. And I'm like, dude, why don't you put a guitar pickup like by the bridge and mm-hmm. then run another lead off of that and we'll run that into a guitar amp. Yeah. You know, and he was like, that's a really good idea, but he didn't want to fuck up his bass. He yeah, had some, he had some super nice bass. Yeah. It was not yeah. like... I'm not like, screwing it, Yeah, it wasn't like $189 Ibanez. It was I got like, a chisel out in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JT's a luthier, so... Oh. Yeah, yeah right. he does very nice work, but... Um, yeah, he just didn't want to do that to that. Bass. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. I space. Anyways, uh, yeah, um, we're going to have. We're trying to get um, Eric Anthony in here yeah. next week. In case you don't know who Eric Anthony is, I'm going to tell you you should. Eric Anthony was a professional roadie for most of his adult mm-hmm. life, and um, imagine the stories he, he has. has. Some stories. Yeah. Um. And I so we really want to get we really want to get him on, but he was not able to. Not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. So yeah. uh, hopefully we will be able to to do that oh, soon. How cool. Aaron Cohen wants to come back on, and so there are some people that are going to come back. Bill Damiano is always yes. He he loves to come and play play with us. So we so more good stuff is coming up. Plus we really need to figure out a rush podcast. I know, right? I've been racking my brain. I'm like, what angle can we go? What can we talk about? The kimonos. I don't think we can fill an hour with kimonos. Well, you know, it, it doesn't have to be an hour. That's true. Because we're not doing any of this other stuff. We come. Oh, that's true. That's true. Rush. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can be whatever. It's all, all right. Good. I'm gonna rack. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll think. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. Uh, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is where you go to get all your Ludini needs met and we know that they are many and that is why mm-hmm. we have LudiniRockandRollCircus.com so we understand that the Ludini audience is a is a is a, a deeply uh, uh, yes, yes. deep feeling group Ooh, of people yeah. they have very profound emotions oh yeah and um, they're needy but in the best way yeah yeah right so and we take care of that for them. Mm-hmm. We nurture them. Yes, we do. So you may suck at the teat of Ludini too, too much. No, no, that's perfect. <laughs> LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Anyways, RockRageRadio.com. Download the free app and listen to great music programming by uh, all kind of people like uh, like us, uh, Angelina Green, Keetra Scott, um, uh, Lily V Six. Mm-hmm, There's a whole mm-hmm. slew of maniacs over there. Yeah, they uh, are. They got a lot. They get a lot of hot bitches working over hey there. Hey now, hey, hey now. Yeah, it's like the home of the hot bitch. Nice. All right, you guys have a wonderful week, and we will catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus as we disco on out. See ya.